Yo, check us out. Chuck, the public enemy. Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DOC, the Diggy Diggy motherfucking doc. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy, Z-Man. What up, yo? This is E-Shot. This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. This your boy, DJ Paul, KOL for 360 Young Busy Ball. Vice World. This your man, Matt, mine the hell raise up. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross, and you're listening to me on the Murder Master Music Show. Uh, mm-hmm. 
but man, you, you know, you decided, you know what, I'm going to take this fight in my own hands. Uh, did you get le- legal help at all, like from uh, Project Innocence or anything like that? Nah, nah, the Innocence Project, they turned me down. You know what I'm saying? Because they oh, said really? they didn't deal with it. They didn't. They didn't deal with assault ones. So whether I was wrongfully convicted or not, I didn't even really have a shot at talking to them. They just really want murder case, you know, capital, capital murder or you know, death row situations, things like that. They don't really deal with nothing, you know, other than that. And so, um, yeah, I, I had a, I had a, uh, my lawyer that uh, beat the shit for me was uh, Neil Fox. You know what I mean? He's the uh, head of the lawyers gal out there in Seattle, Washington. However, I definitely did my own due diligence, you know, going into the law library, linking up with a few legal bigos, you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, you got to, you got to know your own shit because you know what you went through in the trial. You know what I mean? And you can, you can, you can tell them, you know, you can, you, you can give them the paperwork and they can look at it, you know, what's in black and white, but they still got to hear it from you. So basically what I did was, I put all my issues together, you know what I mean, where they where they uh, denied me the uh, fair trial and due process when my constitutional rights was violated. I put all my issues together and uh, sent it out. But I went through about five lawyers, Scott, you know what I mean? Like, and, that, and, and you know, I'm glad that uh, you kind of asked that question because that's really, like, my thing. If you don't mind, I, I just want to kind of give this spiel right quick. But that's really my thing on why I want to do these interviews and shit like that, talk about what's going on. Because just because you got money, you know, fortunately for me, I had the resources. That don't mean nothing because these lawyers be fucking over cats. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I went through five lawyers. I got fucked over by four lawyers before I got to the fifth one. You know what I mean? By by them making these promises and giving them money, you know, and they saying they're going to do this and do that. And, and, and you know, um, in turn, I end up being able to use them issues against them, you know, on how they did me. So once I got to my lawyer, the fifth lawyer, Neil Fox, he really went to bat for me and fought for me, but I had I was all the way up on like a um, what's it called? It's called a, a, a petition for personal restraints, called a PRP on the appellate level because on the beginning level, like uh, the direct appeal, uh, motion for new trial, uh, motion for reconsideration, you know, all of that shit they was denying me on. It was a high profile case. They knew who I was, and they just really just did any and everything that they could do to uh, make sure that I got. Yeah, like uh, yeah. like this show here, or or even Murder Dog Magazine, the Murder Master Music Show. You know, God forbid if I'm ever in a situation like that, they're gonna just say, "Hey, look at the name of that guy's show." Did they go back right. and and uh, pull a sebo on you and, and start talking about your music? Oh yeah, even if you look up online, I mean, all of my shit is public records. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. So even if you look up online, like from the uh, public opinion, you know, on some of the issues that I had. You know, it, it says that the judge uh, specifically instructed the prosecutor to not bring up my music. But through my trial, he kept bringing it up. Bullies and Fullies, and he brought, uh, he brought some music in there. He brought, like, five albums in there. You know, when he walked past us in the hallway, he was like, yeah, I've been listening to Bullies and Fullies lately. You know, so he was real biased. You know what I mean? Like, he really had a thing for it, you know, like tainting the jury and, 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 and you know, saying shit that he wasn't supposed to say, that, of course, you know, these jurors, they're going to go home and look that shit up. You know what I mean? And they see, you know, and hear the music, and they're going to come up with their own thought process about who I am as a person. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, they definitely did that to me. But uh, that was another one of my issues as well, you know, in regards to um, on my appeal about, uh, you know, in uh, prosecutorial misconduct. Yeah. So I had, uh, I had, like, go ahead, I'm listening. No, uh-huh. it's a misfortune they they would do that, bring up your your music, you know what I'm saying? And I mean they keep doing that to people. Right. It's a shame. And if you if you don't and if you don't know, you know what I mean? Like and that's why I said, you know, the reason why I wanna do these interviews and things like that to you know, to um you know, be a resource to individuals. There's a lot of law that I learned, you know what I'm saying, from two thousand four up until two uh two thousand twenty one. You know what I mean? Like Real law, and, and unfortunately, uh, unfortunately for those that you know, men and women are still locked up. They don't have they didn't, they they don't have the resources that I got. You know what I mean? So we trying to you know in the end, gonna create some type of program where they can just call and we got you know, um, uh, paralegals around where they can just call and just say what their issues is and 
you know, all it takes is a, a tap of a key to get online and look up some case law, and, and you could probably help somebody be free to that, you know, instead of just getting online talking about free this and free that. You know, actually do a little bit of work, man, to help somebody come home if they if they got a shot at it, you know. And so that's why I want to do these interviews and just let cats know, like, educate yourself on how to fight against a system that's that's designed to, you know, destroy us. Yeah, especially, you know, when you're in the situations where you have to defend yourself, like you said, uh, what are you supposed to do in a situation like that? You know, um, the homie Bilo from Do or Die, he was in a similar situation, and, uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know, luckily he's out. Um, but imagine how many guys are in there right now uh, right. They shouldn't be, you know. They should be right. free with their families. So, right. Uh, when you were inside, did you uh, come across uh, any talent? Yeah, man, it's a lot of talent in there. I mean, you know, and they used to have events and stuff. You know what I'm saying? We had like Black History Month and things where uh, you know your family come out <clears throat> and people get to perform and sing. And you know, it was just it's just a, it, and for me, <clears throat> I knew what my situation was. So I was like. You know, I wasn't comfortable at night in there. You know what I mean? Like, and I always knew. But a lot of those guys would be like, you know, they would know. Who I, and you, here's the thing. You never really know how far your music goes until you get put in a situation that you're unfamiliar with. And I just couldn't believe how, you know, in the penitentiary, you know, all ethnicities, like, they knew who I was. And they, and it was spreading throughout different institutions, and you know they got a they got a uh, platform called JPay, where they can put play your music, get your music, or whatever the case may be. And so you know a lot of guys was looking to me to try to you know help them have a voice, you know from behind the walls. And that's the thing, like um, you know getting with the talent in there is like just providing that resource where these guys can get where they can be heard from behind that wall, you know. And it's just and, and 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 I really want to be there for them because they don't give you no incentive to do better when you're in a penitentiary. They just want you to just you know accept what it is and just lay down and do the time. You know, if you're gonna die in there, you're gonna die in there. So anybody that's got the incentive to want to educate themselves or, or or you know saying do some music and have some type of hope about themselves, anything that I can do within my reach, you know what I'm saying? If, it, if it's even just connecting them with somebody or if it's even, you know, lining you up with a few of these cats in there that got some some stories to tell just like mine, you know what I'm saying? Like, they just want to be heard. We just want to be heard. And I know what that feeling feels like to to feel like you, you rejected and everybody forgot about you and, you know, you just want to be heard. And so that's why this uh, first album is so much to me. It means so much to me because I got a lot to get off my chest. I got a story to tell, you know, for real. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, we got some snippets we're going to play of the project. Um, What's the name of the album again? The album is called I Beat the Odds. I Beat the Odds. Yeah, it's called I Beat the Odds. And, um, you know, one of the first videos that's coming out is called called Free My Nigga. You know what I'm saying? And and, And it's funny because... Um, I just want to tell you this right quick. It's funny because got like people may think like I'm talking about like free me, you know what I'm saying? But I'm really talking about how people be like, like oh free my nigga so and so, but you really ain't doing nothing to, so, you know, to 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 uh, help a person be free, other than you know you just saying a, leaving a comment online. Like our lives is real. So in that song, you know what I mean, and, 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 and you know I'm I'm talking about free my free my nigga, free my nigga. That's what you thought it was, you know. When you see him, they be like, I just talked to Bud. You ain't even talked to me, but you running around telling people that you have. You know what I'm saying? And it's like a clout thing, you know. People want to use whatever they can use to ride on your coattail to make themselves look like they so solid or they so real or they've been doing this, doing that. They ain't been doing shit. So you know what I mean? Like I'm I. I <laughs> I ain't holding. I ain't holding back on that. Like we're gonna really, you know, put it out there. You know, we uh, we unfortunately we see this a lot too when uh, uh, you know rappers pass. You know, it's like, yeah. uh, well, where were you when they were struggling? And they needed you and they were crying for help. You know, right. um, same thing when they're uh, locked up. You know, definitely got to yeah. come together. But you, you know, something juice I've noticed 
rap and hip hop is like the only genre where uh, you know there's no union, there's no medical benefits, people don't come together like they do in other genres, and that yeah. needs to change. And I think it can through people like yourself, because um, <clears throat> you definitely got the knowledge and you've been through it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, before we Appreciate go to these that. snippets, man, I got a surprise uh, caller. Uh, on the line, uh, this is a gentleman I believe uh, knows you, man. He's a friend of mine as well. Going back uh, to the murder dog days, uh, I'm gonna who? let him say who he is, man. Who, who, who's on the line, caller? Juicy Juice, what's happening? It's your boy Mega Bucks, caller. You from South Carolina? Welcome, <laughs> <laughs> What's up, baby? <laughs> chilling, man. <It's> chilling, <laughs> man. I ain't talked to you in years. What's up with my guy, man? That's my guy. Yeah. But what's up, baby? What's what's going on with yeah, you, man? Mitch, like last week, man. I'm coming out, y'all. And me and the wife, you gonna come out there, man, and kick it out, you know, in LA for a little minute, you know, get away. Oh, okay. You know? Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the Midwest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mitch out there, you know, Arizona itself. I mean. um, she in Arizona. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Uh, I'm right where Shawman just got convicted. I'm in. Many, I'm in Minneapolis. I'm in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. You know my wife from out there. You know. So oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tap in, man. Tap in. It's, you, you still doing music and everything? You still, you know, still yeah, man. Going? I'm getting. I'm cranking up, cranking up everything again, man. I'm just going with this, getting in this digital world. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know, I got. America Street the movie on, you know, Amazon Prime, you know what I'm saying? So Okay. You know, we we uh guess what though? Working. Guess what though? I, uh, you know Mike yeah, you know Mike had went to the feds, right? But he home yeah. now. You know, me and him been talking, so we finally finna get together, man, and get that movie wrapped up, man, and you know, we're probably gonna take it take it to Netflix or Hulu or somebody and we're gonna get that thing out there, man. That thing's gonna come out there, man. So get ready for it. Man, let me know. You know, I I, I still be playing the trailer, man. I got cats who like, yo, what's coming up? Like, man, you no, know, she's down right now. You know what I'm saying? Because I was trying to get at at D because of D. You know, I yeah. you know, I've been, you know, I touch I touched down at 17. You know what I'm saying? I just was yeah trying to get some things together, and I still got you know lawsuits in district court. You know, my son got yeah. killed in December by the cops. So I'm waiting on this. Sorry to hear that. You know, Sorry to hear that. What's going on with that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. I'm going to do a lot of legal stuff, you know what I'm saying? So, it's, right. you know, just get squared away with these people, man. All the stuff they're doing, you know, they're doing a lot of messed up stuff, man. And I'm, I'm, man, I'm just, you know, keeping it working, you know, but, yeah. Man, I wish you the best with that, man. And uh, Yeah, man, it's all know. good, man. It's, I'm glad you're back home, you know what I'm saying, and getting out here, man. Right. This, this world is a whole other thing right now, you know. So, yeah, I'm just yeah. getting in the mix up there, like, see, you know, Scott and, Showing love from day one, man. Like I tell, I tell people, me and Mitch was just tripping. Like, man, you know, it was like 2000 when I met y'all, man. It's like right, oh, 2021. Right. You know, say that we still, we still, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. It's 2021, yeah, man. Semi-automatic huh? bug, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Pop it off every time, you know what I'm saying? Me and Spice One. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, man, like. Yeah, it's real, man. I was like, all right, I'm glad you're home, man. I was like, you know. Yeah, man, I appreciate that, man. You know, and uh, shit, man, definitely. Uh, you know, uh, we're gonna we're gonna exchange lines. We're gonna link in, man, so we can you know see what we can do, man. See if we come together and put something together. But I definitely wish yeah. you the best, man. On and, and, and um, you know, fighting that case, man, and, and winning, getting some justice for your son, man. Like that's yeah, that's, man. That's real. And I, cause that's my thing right now. Like, I'm really on that, you know what I mean? Because I was wrongfully convicted, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, yes. You know, it's a lot that went on with my situation that's deeper than just a phone conversation. You dig what I'm saying? Like, I got yeah. Yeah, yeah. audio, I got audio, yeah. video, and paperwork. Like, you know, prosecutor yeah. withheld uh, evidence, you know, evidence tampering and all kind of shit went on in my case, man. You know what I mean? Just for them I to get that conviction. Crazy. Yeah, the same thing going on with mine. Is, you know, what I'm saying right. that's it's like mine in district court right now. They can't beat me. Right. I got all the paperwork. They can't give me my time back. So, right, right. Like you know, they they done been stalling me since you know since 15. Because when I went up, I was fighting it in there, and that's yeah. when I got yeah. all the paperwork. And so you know, it's it's a process. You know, they're gonna drag it out because they can't yeah, give you time back. All they can do is break it up. You know. So, yeah, that's what they do. You know what I'm saying? That's what they do, man. They drag it out, man, so they can get their time up out of you because, you know, it's a big business. So, 
You know, I think yeah. it's what yeah. it's what seven seventeen hundred a day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah actually, actually, the kids I use is one point five million treasury treasury versus the state of Tampa. Uh huh. You know I'm saying. Uh-huh. And it's like yeah, it's like one point five a D. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know, I know Cali might be different, but on our end, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm coming at a point. No, I, I don't don't quote me. I'm I'm just sitting up guessing. I never really got into the yeah. the technical part yeah. of you know what they was making off of us. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. I just I'm more so like you know what I'm saying dealing with the looking at it from the wrongful conviction perspective because. You know, oh. you know, when I beat my shit, you know what I'm saying, I got my charges vacated, you know, my issues was prosecutorial misconduct, jury misconduct, the jurors, you know, they did some shit they didn't have no business doing, um, judicial misconduct, the ju- the court, that's the judge, that's, you know, error in the court, and then you got uh, oh, ineffective yeah. assistance of counsel, I had perjury, you know what I'm saying, um, evidence tampering. Um, I even had um, racism in the courtroom, you know what I'm saying, in regards to how they was talking over my head, you know what I mean, about yeah. my music, you know? And that's one, thing yeah, that my yeah, lawyer, that's, that's one thing that my lawyer told me. He was like, you listen to opera? And I was like, nah. He was like, you know, opera opera is more gangster than the, the, the music that you rap about. And I was like, huh, that's why Al Capone and the John Gotti's and – they always used to be at the opera because the opera would be talking and they would be singing about the shit that they was doing. And he was like, yeah. do you think that this prosecutor would be trying to parade your music in the courtroom if you sang opera? You know what I mean? Nah, he knows that bringing your music up in the courtroom is going to make them, it's going to tank the jury. It's going to make them judge you a certain way. You know what I'm saying? So I'm all about, you know, fighting and helping cats who want to learn their constitutional rights and know their laws and, and, and fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, fight. Don't that's, lay down and get comfortable. That's what it you is, know? man. You can't lay down. Like I said, I had yeah. to learn, and I tell you, I, I urge everybody to get a Black's, Black's Law Dictionary and read yeah. some that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a translated yeah. edition, so you understand the terminology because we right. read paperwork for what is, what is read, but certain terminologies right. have full different meaning. You know what I'm saying? We going mm-hmm. off the West, they got their own dictionary acts like okay that's what they really were saying you know you right. don't know what you up against until till you back behind a wall and you see what's happening you know so, so i had right. to learn right right and they and laws be changing every day like for every every day like, every like, day because day. Modern, be and because and because you know i feel good about you know my situation and standing and fighting because now my situation is case law now so another individual yeah. can use my case law to fight their case. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. if they got the same issues, they can bring it Hell up yeah. and make it an argument. You know what I'm saying? To say, you know, juice versus the state. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This, 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 this happened. You know what I mean? And, and, and you know, and, and, and you know, so you know, and that's a public opinion. You know what I'm saying? My my yeah. case became case law, and so it's 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 on a such a a bigger scale than what cats really think in in. Yeah, and, um, yeah, gotta be, you to, gotta make it like that. Yeah, and they you have know, to South Carolina is way harder than right. us. Right, it's harder than us. The about it is, is just even, you know, like 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 I was saying, like they make new laws every day in regards to if you beat something, they try to figure out a way to make it where you can't beat it. You know what I'm saying for the yeah. next individual that come up, and so you know they have to, you have to, you have to fight. And you have to be prepared because they because so much stuff is coming out every day and if you ain't keeping up with what's going on, because the hardest thing is to get back to court when you're in the penitentiary. Yeah, hardest that's yeah, yeah, that's the hard part. Once you get back to court, yeah. then you can you can start to see a little bit of sunshine. But they're gonna yeah, do every you. motherfucking thing they can to stop you from getting back to court. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, denied, 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 denied. They're gonna and they're gonna shoot it up to the high courts. And they shoot it back down to the low court. And they shoot it back up to the high court. And all that shit is a process. A year, two years, three years. Yeah, you sit back yeah. waiting, on a, yeah. waiting on an answer from from a bunch yeah. of judges to tell you, deny. You know what I mean? Yeah, Fuck that. yeah see, I, did, I, I went through all that. And it's like the whole thing was I was told a person who taught me the process of law while I was in there. I learned from him. He taught me from his mistakes. So I was playing chess with right. him. He's like, yo, you're going to do this. They're going to do that. And sure right. 
sure she said it to happen exactly that way. Now mm-hmm. their backs against the wall. Like you can't avoid me right now because mm-hmm. you can't go back and change paperwork. You can't go back and change what you said. Everything is written and stamped and approved. See South Carolina, like Slager, everybody went to Slager getting 20 years. He should have mm-hmm. never beat a state case, but mm-hmm. we're dealing with, we're dealing with a whole prosecutor, a whole, we call him the dirty ninth circuit. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? They real dirty down here. They allowed him to walk, you know what I'm saying, on the state charges. He should have never got away. He should have had 70, 80 years, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he only got 20, and none of the guys who, who lied with him, they didn't, nothing didn't happen to them, you know? Because mm-hmm. I was up mm-hmm. against the mayor and everybody, you know, South Carolina's like, we, it's really crazy over here, you know? And we really, really trying to, go. we got a, a chief justice of the Supreme Court right now who's been against the same circuit. You know, since he stepped in, he's been really making a lot of moves. I wrote him on a humbug, and that's how mm-hmm. it really got the ball rolling for me because they was ignoring mm-hmm. me. They wasn't even trying to give me a PCR, nothing. You know what I'm saying? And so I wrote him. I sent him everything, case law and everything in exhibits, and he hit, you know, he hit them because he can't, a judge can't communicate with you directly. So he no, had his attorney contact them on my behalf. You know what I'm saying? And, um, mm-hmm. That's what got the ball rolling. They, they, I couldn't even get a lawyer in South Carolina to play fair that wanted because they're all on the same bar. So you have to go outside the state to get an that's attorney a to go against. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's a law. They, that's they're a not going like, to represent you. Yeah, they're not going to represent you like for the court. Yeah, they for the court. Not going. They're not going to go against the court. Right. Yeah. And you were hundred percent right about that because. You know, my attorney, when I finally came across the attorney, you know, he was a pit bull, but he's a uh, the leader of the Lawyers Gal Association in, uh, in, in Seattle, Washington. He's from Chicago. Yeah. His name is Neil yeah. Fox, and he he actually beat the death penalty in uh, in the state of Washington. It was a big case, and he he got a uh, he got all them guys off death row. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, it was just it was an amazing thing to be blessed to get him as an attorney, and uh, yeah, you know. He had a. It wasn't. You know, like he, he said. Uh, it's not about. He said it's, it could be, because I was like, uh, you know, I ain't supposed to be in here. He said it ain't about guilt or innocence. It's about winning and losing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, and that's how they look at it. And and you know, um, people need to really look at the law and, and, and ask your lawyer. Ask your lawyer. Are you for me? You know what I'm saying? Are you for me? Yeah. And and, and, if, and 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 they're gonna tell you, like they're an officer of the court first. They gotta they gotta do yeah, yeah. to the court first, right? But my yeah. lawyer, he had a personal vendetta against yeah. a system that's bigger than me. So yes, I was just a yes. part of his. I'm just a part. I was just happened to be a part of his battle. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And, yeah. And, that's been a perfect and, time. And that was perfect time. Right. And that we prevailed because time. because because he's his fight is against a system. That takes advantage of us and does us yes. the way that they do us. You know what I mean. And so when my case came across, he was like, he was all for it. It cost me though. I mean, it cost me. Yeah. I spent a lot of money coming home, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Quarter million dollar plus. You know what I mean? And yeah. I got fucked over at about seventy five thousand just running through. You know, the first four attorneys that was just you know. Yeah, yeah. That that's how they, that's how they do you, man. That's how they do you. I had one running for mayor. He didn't tell yeah. me until after the fact, you know, because I was helping yeah. my other people run for the mayor of the north side. And yeah. that's what really got me caught up because, like, I, I was going against the mayor. All this, all this stuff was tied in. So they, they got me caught in the middle, you know, because I was mm-hmm. in the movie mm-hmm. at that time. I had a lot of momentum voters. And, you know, I didn't get ready to see things until I got up and I started getting my paperwork. And the guy who was like, man, look, your paperwork ain't right. Get it here. Let's look at it. You still got this time. Let's put this in. Let's put this in. And I started seeing things like, because I was already in my mind, like, okay, I'm not going to do this. They're trying to get me to sell my, nah, that ain't going to happen. That ain't going to happen in a million years. And it's like, okay, so we ain't gonna, you ain't going to do this. This is what we're going to do to you. You know, and all the lawyers, everybody was involved. So I went at everybody like, dog, you knew this wasn't right. I should have never spent one day in prison, let alone jail. You know what I'm saying? So, so okay. so right now so you on so you on the wrongful conviction right? Yeah 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 I'm fighting. Okay. And, 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 and you in civil you now. in civil court right? Yeah I'm in district court yeah. So what you what yeah. you I mean like like what's the what is it what's the payout per year? 
How many? How much time was you down? How long was you down? I've been down two years, almost two years. So they had you in there for two years. What's the payout per year? The payout is one point five a day. So it's uh, man, that's roughly that's, in a, that's the bees, a nice you piece. Know what of, that's a nice piece of change. But I know they got some type of arbitration with this shit. You know what I mean? To where oh, yeah, yeah. they're gonna they're gonna give you you know you know a certain amount a certain amount you know what I'm saying based on it's two years. I mean I know that you know. It, it it you know it is what it is, but I know that as far as where I was at, I was in the state of Washington. So yeah. they they write their laws, they create their own laws, which is called OCWs. But what they do is yeah. they make them according to you know constitutional rights. Not to say that you know they still be violating them motherfuckers, but um, in oh, black yeah, and yeah, white, yeah, yeah. in black and white, yeah. this is how it looks. You know what I'm saying? But for them, you know, in regards to my situation, um, I would have to. You know, I couldn't sue the state. I would have to go yeah. after each individual, you know what I'm saying, from a civil perspective, you know. Yeah. And that shit takes a lot, and it takes a, it takes a lot of time. So I'd rather be yeah, home, a lot of time. you know, and fight, it, and fight it from that perspective versus, you know, being in a penitentiary trying to fight yeah. a wrongful, trying to, trying, to, trying to sue the state like that. Because that's when they yeah, really hurt. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I, I found out the hard way being behind the wall, you know, like a South Carolina is totally different. Like they yeah. got so much immunity toward, you know, the police did. They already violated my constitutional rights by coming in my house. They had two warrants, the exact same warrant, but they got different signatures. The one they left at my house doesn't match the one they have on record. You know, right. and it's the South Carolina law clearly says just the warrant of record is supposed to be a copy of the one that you left in my house. So the signature is, don't have no you have no explanation for them not matching. So but I got, they got some records from two different judges. Nah, the same judge. They're trying to say it's the same judge, but it's supposed to be a How's copy. That? You know what I'm saying? Nah, it's impossible according to yeah, South Carolina law and state law. It's impossible. You know what I'm saying? But they, I, mean, I got the more record denying. It's like no, the same what it does. The judge said he signed both warrants. Why would he sign two of the same warrants? What you, you know mean? What like you went to you went to court. You went to court and you got him on on. You got him on record admitting that. I got him on record every. I done in a PCR hearing. I done they done deny me two times. You know, I've been fighting it from behind the wall for a minute. Like I said, I was right. playing chess with him because I set right. him up. Like okay, paper trail so heavy with him. This is what you said. This is what the law said. Now you right. can't. You can't. Even the state case, five state cases that I used, I broke my case down in five different segments. And the main judge I told you about. Five of the uh, cases that I used, he's the judge that overturned them on the premises. That for, 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 for people that's listening, state cases is case law. So it yeah, may be yeah. like, it may be and like. The, the federal cases outrule yeah. out them, you know what I'm saying? Because they yeah. try to get you in state, but the, the federal cases, that trump everything. So when you're using a federal case, like, okay, that's what the Constitution reads. You cannot, state can override yeah, and that's your you know And that's saying? your constitutional, that's your right. constitutional yeah. rights. So, 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 like, just for, like, people listening, like, to understand what's being said is that on a, on a federal level, how you win your appeals, you have to, your constitutional rights have to be violated. So, violated. like, yes. with my situation on how I came home was because I was denied the right to a fair trial and due process. You get what yes. I'm saying, and and, and 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 so like if anything goes on wrong in the trial, where you where your constitutional rights is violated, then that's how the Fed the uh, the federal level over Comes overturns everything. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. okay, on a, that state shit, get that shit out of here. This is what y'all yeah. did wrong. Fix this shit. Get that man up out of there. You know what I mean? And yeah. so that's how yeah. that's how it works out. You know what I mean? Like it it has to be. Somehow your constitutional rights has to have been violated, and they always do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they, they always, always do. Like they they always violate you. There's always gonna yeah, be a loophole do. in a case because they're gonna do something wrong. They're gonna fuck something up because they're so busy trying to just do whatever they can to convict you and get a check. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody get paid. Yeah, exactly. Prosecutor, the judge, yeah, every, and all the everybody lawyers. Get, everybody yeah. gets. Yeah. Even the jury get checks. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it's just knowing your constitutional rights and when they're being violated, and just and, and speaking up. You know, and, and it take like it took like for you to 
to sit down. Like, that's, that's what I say with most individuals. Like, these cats that get a slap on the wrist, that go to jail and come out, they don't take that type of shit serious until no, you get no, parked. No. Until you get yeah. parked and you're really in there fighting for your life, that's when you get to evaluate when shit gets real. And you know see, I, and you I get, tell people all the time, too, Juice, when you come home, see what messed them up. When I came home, they was expecting yeah. me to leave it alone. Like, okay, now you home, you free. Now I'm not free. You not giving me a whole. I got a. I got my first charges in 1992. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I done beat that part of my life. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. now you giving me mm-hmm. fresh charges that I gotta wait another 20 years to get my life corrected again. You think I'm gonna lay down for this? Cause I'm home. No, mm-hmm. I'm home, but I'm still on paper. You know, and they, mm-hmm. they expect a lot of people, because a lot of people do, they get home on parole or whatever, and they stop fighting their case because you let right. the judges, they threatening you, okay, uh, well, you know, you face a 25, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I don't care about none of that. You know, I had I had the same judge, which is a constitutional violation in the cell, that sentenced me to be the same judge meeting me when I came home. Like, I'm not supposed to go before her again. She ain't supposed to have nothing to do with my case, but... Like I say, South Carolina, they do a lot of craziness, you know what I'm saying? And I had to find out, you know, the hard way from seeing paperwork and just learning a lot of the case law because I'm in the midst of getting my uh, paralegal degree, too, because I have been in courtrooms talking to the lawyers, and they try, you know, they they can charge you if you say, okay, you're helping somebody with law or just giving them advice, like, okay, he's borderline practicing law, and they'll try to charge you for it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, even with my son, before he got murdered, he had a case pending. And I was just mm-hmm. asking the lawyer, like, okay, my son don't understand what you're trying to say to him, so explain it to him in law. Like, I come, like I said, when I came, I came with my black law dictionary. So you're not going to tell me something. I don't have to understand law to understand how to comprehend. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, and a lot of times they don't like you asking questions. That's when you know you have a problem with a lawyer when you ask a certain question and they don't give you a direct answer for it. What you say, Scott? Uh, Same with the doctor, man. They never like when you ask the questions. It's just like when you go to the doctor, you got to be up on your game and know your health ahead of time so you understand what the hell they're talking about, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. But, uh. Yeah, man. Uh, this this is real, real shit, man. Uh, uh, I'm so glad you guys had the opportunity to chop it up about some um, serious stuff that can help people because I really do believe that both of you guys can help a lot of people in the future, and I think that's yeah. exactly what you're going to do. Um, you know, maybe form some type of organization, something, get the people well, the help what, they need. That's what I want to do, man, because, you know, the thing about, you know, like, one of the things that I want to tell a lot of people is, like, okay, so, like, ineffective assistance of counsel, you know, and I'm going to give you all this spiel right quick. You know, this is one of my issues. I had 17 issues, you know what I mean, but yeah. this is one of them. Okay, so the prosecutor, let me, okay, I'm going to start here. My my first attorney, all right, yeah. remember I told you, I, okay, so that I got charged in 2014. Now, yeah. I'm from California. But I caught a case in Seattle, you know what I'm saying? They, they, now they're charging me with attempted murder. You know what I mean? So there was a case there was a case law that became retroactive in uh in California called Proposition forty seven. Now what Proposition forty seven is is that charges like from the nineties and shit like that that used to be felonies can now be, you know, reduced to misdemeanors. All right? Yeah. But immediately, they looked at the charges that I had and took that shit to a judge and said, charge him with attempted murder based on these yeah, charges here, right? Because, because they, what, see, here's the thing. You have to, you have to have a comparability hearing, right? And the comparability yeah. hearing says, okay, does the language in Washington apply to the language in California? This is yeah. when shit get real technical You know what I mean So the felonies that I had That they used to charge me with attempted murder My lawyer Hired a lawyer in Sacramento, California And a lawyer in San Francisco, California And, and, and had them file a motion To the prosecution To the head prosecutor of the county To reduce my charges to misdemeanors And they did it because of Proposition 47 And I fall under the guidelines 
because I'm from California. Now, yeah. with that being said, well, how does that work out for me? How does that violate my constitutional rights? Well, the prosecutor kept telling the jury, if you can find him guilty for being a felon in possession of a firearm, then you can find him guilty on all other charges. Well, here's the thing. Now that my charges got reduced to a misdemeanor, I wasn't a felon in possession of a firearm. I actually had a right to have a gun on me. You get what I'm yeah. saying? So now the jury was tainted and my constitutional rights was violated. Now let me give you another piece of how the domino effect come in. That's now you go now after that they gotta give me a new trial because the jury was tainted in regards to me being a felon in possession of a firearm when I wasn't. Now ineffective assistance of counsel come in with the attorney I had because it was two thousand fourteen when he was in my attorney and because I was from California he should have fucking known that Proposition 47 existed. You get what I'm saying? And so with that, you see how it creates a domino effect? Shit started to fall apart. Once you you attack one thing, they didn't give me a comparability hearing. They tainted the jury by violating my constitutional rights to fair trial and due process. And it was ineffective assistance of counsel on the attorney that I had because he should have known that I wasn't a felon in possession of a firearm before he agreed to anything. Anything, yeah. you know what I'm saying, and that's just that's just that issue. That's just those issues alone that just created a domino effect. And so people have to know things and understand things like that when you get into a trial. What is the language they speak and what are they really talking about me? Can they? They can't use these charges against you. If you did something 20 years ago, they'll try to use that shit against you. No, they can't do that yes. because anything that's 20 years old that's considered washed. You know what I'm saying? It's almost as if it never even happened. But they do this to so many people, and they convict you on a state level, right? And then you got to go in there and sit and do all of that time and fight it on an appeal level. And then it's fucked up when some people don't have the resources or don't have the know-how to fight that shit. You know what I mean? And so that's why I want to create an organization, like I told you before, in the end, where they can just call in like how we're talking. And say what their issues is Like really sit back and listen And have people around, legal beagles That at the end of the day, all it takes is getting on the computer All that motherfucking lawyer had to do Was get on the computer And look up comparability hearings And compare language From Washington to California And I probably would have never Went to the penitentiary in the first place You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. Because because yeah. that charge Because that charge they wouldn't have been able to use The motherfuckers gave me so much time I wouldn't even been on this interview had I would have not fought back and prayer, you know what I'm saying? Like praying, you know, and just and, and, and having faith. And motherfuckers gave me like I wasn't supposed to be getting out of that motherfucker till like twenty thirty three or something like that. Cars probably would have been flying by the time I walked up out of there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that's my whole you know initiative in the end is to create some type of organization where men and women that's been wrongfully convicted. You know what I'm saying, and, and and that's got you know issues with that they believe like you know this happened to me. You know, let us know, call in and tell us what happened to you, and we may be able to find some case law to help you get up out of your situation. And that's what I want to do. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I tell you what, we're gonna go to the snippet, and when we come back, Juice, um, I got the homies yeah. in from France. Wants to ask you a couple questions. Um, Mega, Mega man, you're more welcome yes, to hang sir, out yes, with us, sir. brother. Glad you're on the line. Yeah, you know, I'll go, man. I'm going to stay tuned, man, Juice, man. You know, when you get through, man, hit me, you know. Oh, you already know. You already know. For sure. Appreciate yeah. the Scott, That's, man. Love y'all, up. man. Much yeah. love, brother. Love, bro. Love. Tip uh-huh. off the upcoming album. Juice, what's the album called again? I Beat the Odds. I beat the odds. It's coming up in June. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so make sure you support it. Uh, we'll be right yeah. back with you. Don't go nowhere. Murder man. I'm Call me back. 
right there, man. It's, it's got me want that album right now, man. <laughs> uh, fucking, uh, you ain't lost a step at all. Um, Thank you, man. Yeah, man, that's something to look forward to, people. Definitely. Um, the homie Sin, all the way from France, I know he's going to go back, um, ask you a couple questions. Sin, you there, brother? Sin, Hello. Uh, I guess we're having some technical difficulties with him. He is all the way over in France. Uh, but, man, that, that stuff is hard right there. Uh, how many tracks do you have on the album? Well, for the first one, I'm just going to bless him with 10. You know, it's just it's just, it's all me, you know, and I'm just giving it to, you know, my fans. And, you know, I know my fans is going to, you know, help create new fans with everything that's going on. But I just love it so much because it's just, Raw, you know what I mean, hard beats, you know, genuine and authentic, you know what I'm saying? And um, it's just something I feel like the game has been missing for a while, you know, just just real raw and uncut, just pain, you know what I'm saying? I, I, right now I call it the ghetto blues, like I got the blues, you know what I mean? So all the shit I went through, all of the suffering and everything that happened within those six years, good and bad, you know what I mean? I'm putting that shit on wax, you know? It's gonna be dope. Yeah, yeah. The hip hop is lacking the, uh, the the conscious stuff, you know. And it's always good when music like this comes out to to really let people know what's going on. And um, you've been doing that for years. You know, stranger to this. I mean, you. I think your first record came out in what ninety five. So man, congratulations yeah. on a, a quarter century plus in the game. You know? <laughs> right, right, uh, right. You know, that's a uh, pure pressure. Right, yeah. you know, even, I mean, shit, go farther back than, you know, like you got the, the Straight Lace Mob album that I dropped when I first started, the Pure Pressure, the Clear Present Danger, If It Ain't Really Ain't Official, shit, I did the, the Blues of Fullies, I did Controversial, I did uh, Peel Music, um, the Marvelati, um, then all my collaborations, Gangster the Gentleman, me and Matt Black. Giants and Elephants, and AJ Stalin. Um, did a collaboration album with Filthy Rich. I did another collaboration album with, with The Jacker, Rest in Peace. I mean, the list just goes on and on. There's uh, so many projects that I did and how influential uh, I've been, you know, just being an embodiment of the, of a survivor, you know, coming out of love with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and uh, setting the tone and, and setting the trend, you know, for doing collaborations. Coming out of you yeah, know, out of the Bay Area. That's true. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So it was yeah, the man, it was the first that I was seeing because prior to that, um, you didn't really see that uh, uh, at all. You know what no. I'm saying? And now, and now it's a thing to do. Look, look at Mount Westmore. You know, um, <laughs> right, right. you know what I'm saying? Right, I wouldn't mind yeah. seeing one with with Spice One yourself, uh, maybe Messi. I don't know, man. There's so many uh, different uh, avenues you can go. But you being from Frisco, I want to say rest in peace to Mano from uh, 11.5. Yeah, man, that happened. um, I saw that um, maybe, like, you know, like not too long ago. I had seen the feed, and I was was like, damn, Mano, you know, um, it's crazy. I definitely knew Mano, um, but his brother is interesting is his brother is the one that produced Pure Pressure. Name is Big Webb. That's his older brother. That's um, that's crazy. And uh, when Webb used to uh, produce, you know, we used to be at Webb House, uh, you know, in, in Hunters Point, and Mano used to come through and you know sit down and kick it with us while we was, you know, putting the project together. At that particular point in time, you know, eleven five, and you know everybody else was coming out from the city. They was all doing their thing already, you know. And I was, you know, I was to come behind. I, I came behind them. I was like the you know, the second wave of, uh, you know, um, Frisco music coming out, like after, you know, Level 5, RBL, uh, Kugnut, you know, Selsky, you know what I mean? You remember uh, Imani Posse, you know, oh, those yeah. guys. Um, yeah, like, you know, like everybody that was coming out from, from back from back then, like a lot of those guys, Dre Dog, well, they call him Andre Nicotina now, but, you know, just, just a lot of, just a lot of, them guys was like uh, the Cold War Hustlers. Um, they was all, you know, 
message. <laughs> history, right? There's all messages. Yeah, the, like those CDs are itself. collector's items, man. You, know, they, <laughs> right, you right, probably got CDs right. selling for 300 bucks on eBay or something. You know? <laughs> right. uh, right. Who would have thought that, uh, you know what I'm saying, music would be uh, loved like that all these years later? That's the dope thing. Sin, uh, right. Sin in France, are you there, brother? Yeah, Sin. you heard me? No. Ah, uh, there yeah. we go, there we go, all the way from France. What's up, brother? <laughs> oh, I, I scored on a high legendary Jews of a legendary barrier. Yeah, what's up, Sam? Can you tell us about the dope song you did back the day on a, on, a, on the pure pressure? It was still creeping and bringing out. It was a pure mob song, pure mob shit. Tell yeah. us about this one. Yeah, can you tell us about still creeping? Oh, still creeping? I'm still creeping? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, and that was actually one. I think I did that one. I think uh, wasn't E Sick on that one? I think E Sick was on there with me from the Cold War Hustlers. I think Cold War Hustlers on that still creeping. Um, man, it was just uh, you know, it was a collaboration. You know, it was a banging beat and uh. You know, it was just a part of our life and, and, and what we was doing at that time. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, just being out there in the streets, um, um, dealing with shit the way we had to deal with shit, you know, we was creeping. You know what I mean? We was creeping around. You had to creep around in order to, you know, in order to stay alive. You know what I'm saying? Like, so still creeping. And that's really kind of like where that song came from, just about surviving and creeping in these Frisco streets, you know? Yeah, 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 you can feel the the real mob sounds, the real atmosphere, the sickness, <laughs> like bring it right. up. To... <laughs> yeah, so and, that's, and that's and that's it's crazy because this 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 um this album um that I'm dropping now, you know, coming home after you know being gone for six years and and beating you know twenty some years, you know, giving all that time back to the state. Um, you know, I'm bringing that mob music back. I think you know I listen to a lot of music, and I know I don't, I don't knock the new generation for what they're doing. Some of that shit is dope, you know. You know, a lot of that, you know. But a lot of them is doing a lot of mulatto stuff, and a lot of them, a lot of the music, they don't really have no substance in it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm bringing that mob shit. I'm coming with that mob shit, that hard hitting mob shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what this is. That's what this album is about to be. And I know the game yeah. been missing it. You know, Jack rest in peace. You know what I'm saying? I know the game is missing that mob shit, and I'm coming with it. Absolutely. You got the, you got the same mob shit on Tug Money with C. Bo. Tell us about this one, too, uh, of your classic album, if, if it ain't really that official. Tug Money. Tug uh, uh, Blood Money? <laughs> no. Yeah, man, you know, <laughs> money. You, know, you know, man, um, I kind of, you know, I was the first one to ever get Seaball to say blood money on a song. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, <laughs> you know, because Seaball, you know, you know, cripping, you know what I'm saying? Um, straight out of Sacramento. But, you know, that's the homie. And, um, shit, uh, it was an honor to, you know, to do a song with Bo. You know, at that at that particular point in time, you know, I was, I, that's my first album. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that's my freshman you know, pure, uh, uh, no, no, if it ain't real official, no, that's my, uh, that was my, uh, wait, uh, uh, that was my third album, that was my third album, so I was just, you know, getting ready to come up, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, people had started to know more and more about me, and, uh, you know, to have did that song with Bo, you know, was just a big thing, because Bo was at, in his prime, he was at the top of his game, AWOL Records was the hottest shit in the streets, you know what I mean, and just me being from Frisco, like uh, me and Scott was just talking about uh, seeing is that I always wanted to, I always been the type of cat that wanted to fuck with other motherfuckers. Like, you know, I always wanted to do music with other people. And I always thought like, if you, if you do music with other people, it'll help your name get out there further. Like I always wanted to be bigger than where I was just from. And so, you know, just knowing, knowing Bo and uh, I was even locked up with Bo before when we was younger, you know what I'm saying? So, my relationship with Bo went back further than music shit. You know, we had already knew each other. You know what I'm saying? And then for him to be where he was in the game and doing bless me with that dope ass verse, 
And that song, that collaboration, if you listen to that shit, you can just tell it's real, it's genuine and authentic. It wasn't like, you know, how most cats, they just pay somebody to do a song, and, you know, you could just hear the song and you just be like, oh, whatever. Now, that shit was like, like we was in that motherfucker fucking with it, and that's what came out, and that shit was hard. I love that song. I, I still slap that shit to this day, you know? Yes, it was. Oh, yeah. This time was a really hardcore flow. And a... <laughs> yeah, that's that's that's, that's something in my skill toes headed for the murder show. You already know that's 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 what yeah. yeah that's that that's that's what it is, man. That shit was a uh, and that was a big record for me, especially at that time. Especially at that time, that's classy. That's crazy. You brought that up. I appreciate that. Oh yeah. Can you tell us about the Frisco pioneers who were be, uh, before you in the 80s, maybe like Paris or like uh, old old rappers in the back of the day who maybe inspired you by the day? Say it again. They, say Some it again. of the, uh, the oh. guys from uh, uh, Frisco who inspired you back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Like from the uh, 80s, early 90s. Shit. Um, shit uh, Dre Dog. Um, um, and you just just from Frisco, right? So like, Dre Dog inspired me. Um, uh, Coog Nut, Huey MC, um, shit, JT the bigger figure. That's one of my childhood friends, but he was doing his thing long before me, and he gave me a lot of game in this shit. Um, I don't know if you remember Huey MC, Keep a Bitch Broke, Rapper Forte. That's a childhood friend, you know, the Players Club. You know, he definitely inspired me. Um and um yeah, that's that's um it, there was a there was a there was a you know, you know, something called Ragtop Productions, you know, that's part of Forte. You know what I'm saying? It's the Ragtop Productions, David D Jam being at his house in the basement in Filmo and, you know, just being around and just and, and Sebo. Sebo, like I said, you know, you know, we was kids, we was locked up. You know what I mean? So it's a lot of cats that, you know, was doing anything before I even jumped in the game that, you know, definitely inspired me and uh, pushed me to rap, especially coming out of Frisco. Do you remember Paris? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Paris. yeah we had yeah, him out a few months back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paris, album you know what I'm saying? Right now. Yeah, Paris, he, he, he's one of the cats that, that, you know, that inspired, you know what I'm saying, that, you know, made me motivated to want to, you know, to want to do that shit. You know what I'm saying? That shit was like, it was it was what it was. And, I mean, you know, other than that, um, I don't really know too many cats going back further than that that was really doing their thing except for, like, uh, Huey MC. And he had uh, Keep a Bitch Boat uh, that was just, like, one of the biggest records ever. And, uh, yeah, that shit, you know, just motivated me. And, you know, music is in my family. My mama and them was famous singers, and, you know what I'm saying? Like, so this shit is just in me, you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, yeah that's what inspired I think, me, I think, Paris, I think Paris motivated most of the Bay Area rappers because it's like uh, the Bay Area has something to say. <laughs> what, 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 okay, I, the phone went out. What did he say, Scott? What, what did you say, oh, I, I think Paris, yeah, motivated... Uh, a lot of Bay Area rappers because it was it was like the Bay has something to say. <laughs> yeah, and the Bay yeah. say, oh yeah, yeah. You guys are trendsetters and, out there. You, everybody knows that. Hell yeah. You yeah, know, and, um, and, 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 and and it's a lot of it's a it's a there's a lot of relationships that I got with a lot of cats that you know from back in that time all the way up to this time. You know what I'm saying? That you know definitely inspired me, you know, outside of San Francisco, you know what I'm saying, as far as the Bay Area is uh, concerned, you know, um, you know, you had Too Short with 75 Girls, you know, back then you had E-40, Mr. Flamboyant, you know, it was just so much shit that was, that was uh, he, he going on. Uh, he might come back home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, you had cats like Dangerous Dame and AMW and MC Pool fucking with Dank and you know what I'm saying? Like oh, yeah. that, you know, just it just it was a lot of shit back then, like, you know, to where it was just like and, and, and one thing about the Bay, you know, and I'm not knocking nobody else, but one thing about the Bay is that nine times out of ten, most cats in, in that era 
you know what I'm saying, was really about what they was talking about. You know what I mean? Because we wasn't, you know, the Bayards always had an independent game, so we wasn't really with, you know, we didn't have the million-dollar deals and shit like that, like most cap rappers that came out of um, the East Coast or, that you know, came out of, you know, Hollywood or Los Angeles. You know what I'm saying? Like, we was in the Bay Area, and it was an independent game. So, at the end of the day, Cats was really just taking, you know, how they was hustling and turning it into music money. And, and you know, I, 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 I know Cats that tell me to this day, like, how they would drive through Hunters Point and see me standing outside on the hood and be, in the hood and be like, damn, you right there. And, you know, I would jump out and be selling CDs and, and, and tapes out the trunk, out the trunk of the car. You know what I mean, so, you know, that shit is like it's 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 it's, it's got a real sentimental uh, uh, value in my heart. Just just that Bay Area game as a whole. Like I'm really one of those artists that's from the soil, you know. And I've been there and and been through it and still here to this day. You know what I'm saying? And, and all of that, all of those, a lot of rappers died, you know, passed passed away and. A lot of good music came out of coming, you know, came out of the Bay Area in those times. Just, you know, the Looney's three times crazy. I got a, a, a real good relationship with with Yuck Mouth and, you know, three times crazy. You know, Asia Man, that's my cousin. You know, what I'm saying me and Keep the Sneak is real good friends, and you know, just some really really dope shit that just came from from that Bay Area man and out of out of San Francisco man and, and Richmond, uh, Oakland and uh, and Vallejo. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, that's that bay. The bay is on his unit. <laughs> I'll tell you uh, what. Let's uh, <laughs> let's give him let's give him a classic. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so hood with you and Messi Mar. But before we do, um, I want to give you the floor, brother, and I want to thank you. Uh, it was so good to chop it up with you again. You know, we sure. go many years back. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's great, man. You you uh, it's all yours, brother. You want? Oh, you talk. Oh, you. What you want? What you want me to? Um, you want me to wrap it oh, up? Oh yeah, man. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. You give them the. Uh, you know all your info, and if you got any shout outs, well, whatever. Listen, uh, listen, man. Listen, man. Uh, you know, first and foremost, you know, for the listeners, man, I want y'all to know, you know, I ain't about the politics and the hate. I came home to embrace. You know, I got the ghetto blues, and I'm giving you a hundred percent authentic and real, genuine shit. If you you know, really want to hear some real genuine shit, not the same old shit that you hear every day. Everybody talking about the same thing, but really giving you my pain and my heart on wax um, so you could just get more intimate with me and really feel like, really, really feel that connection, man. You can follow me, um, The Real Juice, you know, exactly how it's spelled, except for, you know, G-U-C-E, for those who are listening and that know and those who don't know. You know, you can follow me at The Real Juice on IG or The Real Juice on Twitter. And just look forward to the new album coming. Um, I beat the odds. Um, be coming in June. And just look forward to a lot of the videos. Just get ready to drop. One of the first ones will be uh, Free My Nigga. And, uh, you know, for everybody that's out there listening and that's supporting, I appreciate y'all. Love y'all, man. And, and it feel good to be back, man, and to rise above this shit. You know what I'm saying? It's your boy Juice, Big Juice. I beat the odds. Much love to Scott. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate seeing for tapping in and uh, uh my homeboy mega bucks and you know everything man and uh you know y'all stay up and, and and i'll be back on the show once that album drop we're gonna get back on the show we're gonna talk that shit swallow spit and we're gonna go through them tracks and we're gonna talk about it you feel me Just hell yeah me. hell yeah man looking forward to it brother uh man let's uh let's give him this track uh so hood you know what I'm saying? Classic, man. We'll see you soon. Murder Mass and Music. Bully. Hell yeah. Bully who fully. EA Ski. CMT. Track. <laughs> yeah. Bullies with Fullies Part 3. Messy Mar. Juice. Filmo. Hunter's Point. It don't stop. Let's go. I'm switching lanes with stunners on my face. Chop in the trunk. Wally on my waist. Back in the game. Nigga feeling like Mace. Red J. Jones with the red shoelace. Deuces on the low. Rocks in my low. The ice in my mouth. Keep my next tail froze. Have you ever seen a scrape with the Lamborghini doughs? Bitch, I fears and play with my nose. The girls, the girls that love me. It's the project love. But I'm a bang bang. And the drug smuggler. Juicy juice go for it. Got that cake mix. I'm making bread in the kitchen. Doing light shit. See, I've been by the other niggas rap about it. If you got a cut, cause love it. 
action box. Me in a jungle banging them hammers with ragged tanks. Throwing bananas in the gang, throwing up the gang. Yeah, I just wanna be on the block with my thug. I just wanna sit in that drop on my dub. Open up the doors and turn the beat up. I'm from the ghetto, baby. I'm from the hood.